Hello again, everybody. I am the Common Sense American, and I am going to try to bring you yet another dose of common sense in this increasingly crazy world. And today I want to talk a little bit about uh, Joe Biden, the upcoming presidency, Donald Trump, the snowball effect of hype, which is going to be a critical point, and I've made this point before in certain ways, especially last year when I spoke about journalism in the state that it's, that it's in. Um, but first of all, I usually like to start with something a little different, and uh, let me start with this. Every single time you turn on the television, every time you go online, every time you read the papers, all you ever hear is things about people being tromped on underrepresented voices, right? You know, minorities and women and all, it just, it never ends. And I just have one question for all these people. Now, being somebody who uh, has been in the writing and editing field for a while and being someone who has been around writers and editors, and, and, and to some extent, I also covered the entertainment industry uh, many years ago now, but I, I certainly did. And, uh, you know, you take a look around at what is out there in terms of news, in terms of entertainment, uh, in terms of uh, books and television and movies and plays and all that, and... When you, you look at the people behind the scenes, you look at agents, you look at producers, you look at publishers, right? And you say you were an artist of some kind, and you were going to try to pitch something to one of these people, whether it's a movie idea, whether it's a book, whether it's a script, whatever it is, a, a, a music album, right? Go to any of them. All the people who basically handle all this stuff and, and get it done, get it out there. Go to agencies, go to advertisers, right? Every single one of them. Every single one has at least half their staff, if not more, with biographies on websites saying very clearly that they're mostly interested in, quote, underrepresented voices. LGBTQI, I don't know what else is there, QPRB, whatever, I don't know how many letters they got now, but they're there. Uh, ethnic voices of all kinds, minority voices of all kinds, uh, all told, underrepresented. So here's my question. If every single one of them is doing this, if that is the focus of quite literally every entertainment producer, anybody who's in charge of this sort of thing, anybody who's in charge of putting a story in the paper, anything like that, if they're all, if that focus is all the same and it's all on underrepresented voices, how can any of them be underrepresented? They're not underrepresented. They're anything but underrepresented. It's all anyone cares about. It's the only thing that will be pushed. It's all you ever see on TV. I see ads for black-owned businesses. I see ads for women power. I see ads for minority everything. I see ads for these so-called underrepresented when they're the only ones, as far as I can tell, being represented right now. Does anybody see anything else? Am I missing something? How can you be underrepresented? How can you be so-called on the bottom of the heap when that's all the public ever sees? None of this makes any sense. I'm just throwing this out there. Now, moving on, we are just over a month away from the inauguration of the President of the United States, and that looks to be Joe Biden. Now, I know many of you are saying the same thing and have been saying the same thing for a while now, which is don't give up. True patriots don't give up. This is a stolen election. There's plenty of evidence and all that. And I'm not saying and I, that I disagree. I'm not saying that there, uh, there's clear evidence of some irregularities at least whether it be with the voting machines or the absentee ballots or the uh, people handling the votes, 
I, there is plenty of evidence to warrant probes and investigations, and we need to continue to do that. As I said several weeks ago uh, in a podcast where I said election integrity really is absolutely critical for any republic, right? And I'm not backing away from that. I never have. But all along, I have said that, A, Biden is going to win. I said that a month before the election. I said it the week before the election. And I'm not surprised that it happened. And I also said the week after that we really need to uh, step back, calm ourselves, don't go off the deep end because that's playing into Democrat hands. They want us to flip out. They want us to act all hostile and nasty and the not my president thing and have protests and riots. They want this to happen so they can point to us and say, this is who we told you they were. A bunch of petulant, violent children who, if they don't get what they want, this is how they act. Now, we, ironically, have been saying the same thing about them. Frankly, I think we have a lot more evidence to support our side. But if we play into their, uh, if we fall into their trap now, we're going to be exactly what they claim we are. And we can't allow that to happen because we will lose even more power than we've already lost. So stop with the, oh, we're going to use the Second Amendment to get what we want. Just stop. Guns aren't going to help us right now. Uh, Riots aren't going to help us right now. Protests aren't going to help us right now. We need to work within the system and change it. As I've said many times before, and I understand it seems daunting. I understand it seems somewhat impossible when Democrats do control every aspect of society, the three pillars of power, entertainment, the media, education. I get it. But we need to start basically getting back into those things and having representatives in each of those pillars of power and pushing back. That is how you fix this. And I have also said several times that it really doesn't matter who's in the White House at this point because the biggest problems facing this country, Donald Trump couldn't solve and wouldn't solve because the person in the White House has no control over it. The media, entertainment, education, those are the true powers of this country. And they're the ones, they're the ones infecting our youth, they're the ones uh, spreading insanity throughout the populace, they're the ones pushing a certain agenda and a narrative, and it's all the same, and that's all we get. We need to address that, okay? We need to address that insanity. No matter who's in the White House, whether it gets worse or better or whatever, they can't control it. And we are the only ones who can do that. And in further in the interest of sanity, and just, I, I mean... I'm saying if Biden gets in, and like I said, it really looks like he's going to, and we do need to continue the investigations, I'm not saying we don't, but let's say, and we, we can't do this, oh, let's say he's not my president, I'm never going to acknowledge him as president, and the whole thing's a sham, and that's it, I'm going to bury my head in the sand for the next four years. That's not doing anybody any good either. Examine this, if you will. I spoke, uh, I mentioned the snowball effect of hype. Um... Let, let, me, let me rewind you in time, uh, say four years or more, when Donald Trump, uh, well, over four years, when Donald Trump was on the presidential campaign trail. Now, when it first started, it was really sort of seen mostly as a joke. Nobody really thought he had a chance against Hillary Clinton. Um, it started to snowball, however. And when that snowball happened, the anti-snowball began, which is the, the hate train. We need to jump on it. We need to discredit this guy. We need to smear this guy. And it was bad, but it was nowhere near as bad as what happened after he got elected. Then the hype hate train hit a new speed, and then it just picked up. Then he became the devil. He became evil. And that's the the narrative they had to push. And they pushed it and pushed it and pushed it. 
So that's what happens. You have people on that side of the aisle. Now, before, they sort of thought, you know, they didn't like him. They, they thought he was kind of a buffoon. They thought he was loud and brash and cocky and arrogant and obnoxious uh, and not really a leader. But they didn't, I wouldn't say that their hatred level of him had hit a certain level. That's only happened, that has been fueled again by the powers that be in the past few years into turning him into essentially the Antichrist. And if we're not careful, the same thing, it's already happening, is going to happen with Biden. Now, again, let me rewind you about a year or so ago. Uh, there were lots of people on the docket for the possible Democrat nomina nomination for president. We got Elizabeth Warren. We had Buttigieg. We had all these. We had Warren, right? Sanders. And of the group that they were seriously considering at the time, I think most conservatives, most Republicans then, would have said that Biden is the lesser of all those evils. He would be the least crazy, the least progressive. Um, and that wasn't untrue. That's, that's accurate. Um, and, you know, it, it stands to reason that because, I mean, he's, you know, he was not, not a registered socialist. I know we all want to say that all Democrats are socialists now, and I don't deny that they all have socialist leanings and tendencies, and so does Biden. But he's not AOC. He's not Warren. He's not Sanders. And Democrats know this. And the reason they nominated him is because they knew that any of those other clowns didn't have any shot. And they, if, they had, if they wanted to get back in the White House, they had to go with Biden to have a chance. And that's what they did, and they did the right thing, because he really is the only one that would have appealed to thinking America, of any, any sort of thinking American, even if they are Democrat. They're just, they're far less likely to go for the radicals. Now, that was the case. This was only, again, we're only talking about a year. Now, ever since Biden got the nomination, the snowball started to happen again, except on our side. You know, he's incompetent, he's, he's frail, he's old, his mental... His, mental capability slipping, he's not qualified. It sort of started there. Now, you know, it's ever since he won, or, you know, officially quote-unquote won, it's become worse. He's become hopeless, he's become evil, he's, be he's become, uh, you know, a pawn, he's become a puppet, he's going to be the most progressive president ever, all this. How did that happen? What changed in the year besides the hype train? Besides the fact that he's now on top, or so it would appear, and, you know, the backlash is, is just growing against him. Are we not doing the same thing that they did to Trump? We're turning this guy into the absolute devil, into the Antichrist, for, you know, I wouldn't say that it's, it's wrong to, not, to say, oh, well, this guy's going to be progressive. He's obviously a Democrat. He obviously has progressive friends. But let me tell you something. Take a quick look around, okay? The really radical people out there, the squad, the progressive, they don't like this guy. They don't like any of his picks. They don't like anything that he's, any of his policies. They think he needs to be more radical on all of them, no surprise, but he's not. In a recent uh, leaked audio tape, he was heard telling a group of progressives who were already pissed off at him, Basically saying, because they want him to pass all kinds of executive action and take advantage of his executive authority to get all these radical programs through. And he's flat out said, 
he, you can hear him saying, I'm not doing that. I'm not. That's not constitutional. If what you're looking for me to do is I don't believe constitutional. I'm not going to use my executive authority to do that. And they were really upset. And if you, they're, they're just they're not happy. They're, yes, they're, he's going to bring in the, the standard people. We figured Susan Rice would get in there and a few other people. We, we get it. But he's not bringing in the people that are progressive enough for the radicals, for the, for the true socialists. They're, they're not. He's, he's, he is, I think, who we all thought he was about a year ago. Now, over the course of the year, it did seem like he was adopting and embracing more uh, socialist, radicalized, progressive policies as the year went on, especially after he got the nomination. And a lot of people said, oh, he got the nomination by sort of being more moderate and then the Democrats nominated him. And all of a sudden, you know, he used that as a springboard. Now he's going to show us that he's really this crazy, far, far left wing progressive. But he's not. He really never has been. And provided he retains his mental capabilities, and I don't know how long it's going to last, but provided he does... And he's really fully in charge of, you know, making his picks to his cabinet and and settling on policies and doing a few executive actions out of the gate. Uh, you're, it's not going to be as insane as I think many of us or many of you people out there think it's going to be. His border policies are already a problem. I already we see that coming. It's going to be an issue. DHS is already talking about it. They're already talking about more caravans forming. He. The left has never figured out that we need border security, and they're never going to. And Biden is, is going to be, that's going to be a serious problem with his administration. Just like all Democrat administrations, especially Obama's, it's going to be bad. That much I know. They're also not going to fix the health care thing because, well, Trump didn't fix it either. Let's face it. The only thing they really did is they got rid of the penalty for not having insurance, which is a step in the right direction. But it's still broken. That system is busted. I'm not entirely sure how you fix it, but it's certainly not going to be fixed by Biden. It's probably just going to get worse again. And by the way, let me add, does anybody remember when your insurance premiums for people who were uninsured, maybe $180, $200 for a month? Now it's $500. And the reason why so many people cannot afford insurance that happened because of Obama. That's because of this quote-unquote Affordable Care Act, which only makes it so so many people, especially entrepreneurs, cannot afford insurance and certainly can't afford it for themselves or their employees. That's all bullcrap. And I could explain why. But anyway, those are things that do worry me about the Biden administration. But in order to uh, sort of quell the rising insanity... Again, don't fall under the Democrat trap of trashing this guy and don't forget who he always said he was up to a certain point. Yes, he's a Democrat. Yes, he's left wing. Yes, there's going to be policies that we don't like and we don't want in there that are going to cause more problems in America. Yes, I get all that. But don't forget who doesn't like him. The worst enemies this country has ever seen don't like him. They never wanted, they've said many times flat out, he's not our pick. AOC and all those people, all the socialists and Sanders, the full, flat-out, self-admitted socialists have said they don't like him. He's not our pick. He's, he's better than Trump, and they think anything's better than Trump, but he is not our pick. We just think he can be manipulated and controlled uh, quite easily. That is my biggest concern. What happens if he reaches a point where uh, his mental capacity does slip and his handlers are wicked far-left and they just start pushing that down his throat. He accepts it because he's lost a lot of his uh, you know, sanity, really. That's the only thing that does concern me. 
And it certainly concerns me if Harris gets in uh, due to some problem with Biden. That's another whole issue. I'm not getting into that right now. But just as far as Biden is concerned, um, I, I'm not even sure he's as far left as Obama. I'm not sure that he's as much of a concern as Obama was. I think he'll be largely ineffectual as a president. I don't see a lot of um, major changes happening. I think we're all worried about some cataclysmic event if Biden gets in. Again, he is not Sanders. He is not Warren. He is not Buttigieg. He is not all these guys that ran that didn't make it. Uh, he is, you know, he's, he's just, that's, he's not Harris. He's, you know, it's interesting. That's the, that's the vice president, but it's, she's far more far to the left than he is. And, you know, I, I think we have to remember that through a course of time, this snowball effect can have a very profound impact on how we view, uh, our public leaders. Uh, we, we go on social media and the negative stuff just keeps coming at you. Your newsfeed, I guarantee you, is filled with just negative Biden and everything. And it becomes, it's a psychological impact, just like it was for the left when they just got fed anti-Trump everything. Again, I'm, I remember specific people I know that right when Trump was running, they just... They sort of laughed at him. They didn't think much of him. They didn't think they didn't have any strong feelings towards him one way or another. They didn't really agree with his policies. They didn't like him, but they weren't hating him. They didn't want him dead. These very same people, a few years later, they're scary. They are absolutely terrified, scared, terrifying, scary to me because they it's scary to me what they actually want to happen to the president of the United States, and they absolutely do hate him. And that was instilled in their minds. That was not there a few years ago. That was placed there by the media and by the internet and by entertainment, by everything else that's in our front of our faces 24-7. We don't want that to happen on our side. We don't want to have it become, you know... Biden's the worst president of all time. Uh, he's going to destroy the country. In a week, there's nothing going to be left but a crater of America. I'm, that, this is not that guy. He's not that far left. He's not that scary to me. There are plenty of other people in this country who are much scarier than he is. And like I said, he's going to be largely ineffectual. He's going to waffle. He's going to not take strong stances on much of anything. It's Not much is going to happen is my prediction in terms of uh, dramatic... Uh, nation-sweeping events. You know, there's he's just not that guy. And that's why I try to tell people who are absolutely flipping out about a Biden presidency to remember the past few years. Remember that while he is a Democrat, look who his enemies are. And I'm telling you right now, there's a lot of people on the left that don't like him. The farther left you go, the farther left those representatives are, the more they don't like him. And there is a very good reason for that. They know that they're not going to get what they want out of him. And we should take solace in that. That should be encouraging to us. I'm not saying it's better that Biden is in as opposed to Trump. I'm not saying that. I'm saying we have to try to remain somewhat optimistic, somewhat sane. And remember, really try to be objective and analyze who this guy really is, what he's capable of doing. And I say not much of anything. And if we retain the Senate, which is a big, big deal, that's the biggest deal coming up, if the Senate and House, if they remain split, if they remain at odds, I'm not really much worried at all because nothing is going to happen. You're never going to get anything major, dramatic, or progressive through because it's going to fail. The Senate's going to knock it down all the time. 
And, you know, it's just, this is not going to happen. You're never going to get much done. Trump had extreme difficulty getting anything done because of that split. And Biden's going to face the same issue. So that's, you know, if, if somehow Democrats also win the runoff in Georgia and they gain control of the Senate, we've got a much bigger problem. I've said that before as well. And that's not even so much Biden. That's just the fact that the entire planet, the entire country is now Democrat. The three pillars of power and all government is Democrat. And we're in big trouble. Uh, that I say. Even then, however, I'm not sure they're going to be able to get him to write up policies that are progressive enough to satisfy the radicals. This was not a win for the right, obviously. If Trump doesn't get in, it's a, it's a loss. It is also not the end of the world. And I think we need to remember that. Let's not go crazy. Let's not go off the deep end. Let's not play into Democrat hands. Let's view this objectively. Uh, remember this guy. I mean, seriously, he... he Talk, you think that guy's going to change the world? He's not going to do much of anything, whether his handlers want him to or not. If he remains at least in some control of his of his capacities and senses, he's not going to do much. And, uh, you know, there's going to be a lot of things we have a problem with, the border and healthcare. Yep, they, they're ongoing issues anyway. He might stop construction on the wall, whatever. Those do worry me. But for the most part, uh, I'm not too concerned about this guy. Be far more concerned about a Bernie Sanders, trust me. Um, and I, for a while there, I thought he was going to get in. I thought he was going to be the nominee. Yeah. Anyway, uh, that's it for this week. I just wanted to throw this out there again. I'm trying to sort of pull people back from the precipice and trying to remind them that this things will go on. Life goes on. The country goes on. We need to continue to fight. We need to continue to fight for sanity and common sense and logic. Uh, and if we don't do that, we're in trouble, but we have to do it the right way. Okay, in a civilization, in an advanced society, or so-called advanced society, we have to do that the right way. Uh, so that's it for me. Um, thanks again for listening. Please share if you like what you've heard uh, or subscribe uh, to the podcast. It's just one show a week. It's no big deal. No ads, no explicit content. Um, so it's always, you know, you can always listen in front of your kids or whatever. Um, and uh, once again, very much appreciated. And I'll see you again next week. Thank you.